Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host Nick Wally sitting here with Marvazan and Mike Molyneux per usual. All right, so we are now coming off of a Patriots week where they played the Cowboys. They're in the middle of this stretch where they're playing good teams as opposed to the crap bag teams that they played for the first, however, seven, eight, nine weeks, whatever it was, uh, eight weeks, I whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and they beat the Cowboys, another low-scoring, boring game, kind of expected with the, the rain, with the monsoon that was going on in New England at the time. So they went 13-9, but... One big storyline that came out of that game was Stephon Gilmore. And we've been watching Stephon Gilmore all year. He's been excellent. He's been put on the team's top receivers, their opponent's top receivers, and he's been shutting them down. And he did the exact same thing this week. Against Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper all season long has been one of the best top, I mean, would you guys say top three receivers? He's in the top top five, top top five, top Top ten receiver in the league. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. Okay, so top five receiver in the league held him to zero receptions on two targets. So, guys, Gilmore's been doing this all year. He's been a stud all season long. And the conversation's now becoming serious with him, and he wasn't even the leading defensive player of the year candidate early on in the season. That was Jamie Collins. So now we're sitting here. Is Stephon Gilmore the NFL's defensive player of the year this year? <laughs> Marvel, let's start off with you. What do you think? Stephon Gilmore is absolutely the defensive player of the year, and I'm not hearing anything else if it ain't Stephon Gilmore. This is a guy coming into Sunday who allowed only 18 receptions, 220 yards on 47 targets, has three interceptions, um, now four interceptions in the past game that we had, and 10 passes broken up. The guy is an ultimate beast. Um, the game against Cleveland, he, he he his job was to guard Odell Beckham. Only held him to 49 yards. We just saw what he did to Amari Cooper. Zero yards. If he goes out this week and does the same, continues what he's doing against DeAndre Hopkins, it is solidified, man. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a big test. Big test right there, but have we seen anything from Stephon Gilmore to be worried at all? Stephon Gilmore has guarded anyone who's in front of him, and he's this is his third shutout of the year, guys. Second consecutively in this this week. So the man is balling. Not only is he a terrific corner, but you can tell he studies the game. He studies who his opponent is. He studies the wide receiver. He knows exactly what routes they're running, where to be at the right time. Stephon Gilmore is a defensive player of the year. You can't have a team that goes 10-1. And if you're not going to give credit to any of the um, offensive players, you're not going to give Brady MVP or anybody in offensive players any any um, any clout, I get it. I understand. The offense hasn't been well. Then you got to give it to someone on the defensive side of the field. And it's Stephon Gilmore right now. You know, I was reading a Sports Illustrated article um, before the show, and Stephon Gilmore was talking about Bill Belichick and, and how he's helped him, how he's made him a smarter player. 
And and you can tell. I mean, I, I remember going back to when the Patriots signed Stephon Gilmore. There was a lot of conversation. Why? Why aren't you signing Malcolm Butler? Because everybody loved Malcolm Butler still at that right. point. Why aren't you signing Malcolm Butler? He goes out and on the first day of free agency, which Bill never does, he takes a lot of cash, throws it at Stephon Gilmore. Everybody was confused about that. Now we're seeing why. This guy's been a damn stud this year. But has he been Defensive Player of the Year? Mike, before we jump over to you, guys, turkey season is here, and betonline.ag wants to celebrate with you during this massive schedule of college and pro football games on tap this Thanksgiving weekend. Thursday, obviously, Thanksgiving Day, huge day for the NFL, a lot of betting action. Follow the action at betonline.ag as week 14 of the college season unfolds. The pro schedule is just as packed, again, as Thanksgiving Thursday kicks off at week 13. So before this week starts, head over to betonline.ag on your computer or your mobile device and check out thousands of ways to bet today. Use promo code CLNS50 to receive that 50% welcome bonus that we talk about every week with your first deposit. Happy Thanksgiving from betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Mike, what do you think? Is Stephon Gilmore Defensive Player of the Year this year? I think... In agreement with Marv, Stephon Gilmore is making the case to become the first cornerback since Charles Woodson of the Green Bay Packers in 2009 uh, to be Defensive Player of the Year. Like, let's really look at it. I don't think there's been a game where wherever whoever Stephon Gilmore has been matched up against, that receiver has got the best of him. I think at the end of the game, after four quarters have been played each week, We've come out looking at whatever matchup that is and and say that Stephon Gilmore, you know, pretty much shut down that quarterback. And you don't have to look much further than the most recent game against a guy who we just talked about, one of the best uh, receivers currently in the game right now, and who's having a hell of a season, Amari Cooper, completely shut down. I don't know if there's been a game this season where Amari Cooper saw less than five targets. He only saw two. He only saw two uh, against the Patriots um, when they played uh, Dallas, played the Patriots. And, I mean, it's tough because I think Marv said this before. Patriots are always always looked at as a team. You know, they always looked at, oh, this team is really good. The team is having a great season. You know, obviously, Brady gets talked, but there's never really a guy that stands out that says that really separates itself from the team. Stephon Gilmore, yes, collectively is helping the Patriots defense be one of the best in the league, but his individual performances week in and week out definitely deserve some credit. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was doing this and the Patriots are just a middle-of-the-pack team. He's doing this and the Patriots are the best team in the league. So I think eyes really need to be opened. Light really needs to be shined upon Stephon Gilmore and the performance he's putting out there. You know, coming into the season, he was already looked at as as one of the best cornerbacks. And this season, he's taken it to another level once again. He needs to be in consideration for Defensive Player of the Year for sure. Well, so the thing is, like, he's finally getting the recognition, and people are finally starting to talk about him as a potential defensive uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Because you remember, at the start of the season, through the first few weeks, people are talking about Jamie Collins. And, I mean, frankly, Jamie Collins is still fine. He's still playing really well, but he's not playing at that elite caliber level that he was at the start of the right. season. When you look at Stephon Gilmore, he's the best player on a defense that is one of the best that we've seen in a while. 
He has been unbeatable. He's been elite. This defense is elite, and he is elite of the elite when it comes to his position. He has been unbelievable. Amari Cooper has had a phenomenal year. He was gone yesterday, so much so that it was like he disappeared in the middle of the game. There was one play, one specific play, I forget what it was, but he did not even look like he wanted to put in the effort because it was almost at the point where, like, I'm not going to get by this guy. I'm not going to get by Stephon Gilmore. And remember, at the start of the season, the players voted Stephon Gilmore as the best cornerback in the league, and he's showing that. Now, a problem with MVP conversations, uh, and, and, you know, all pro sports except for the, especially the NFL, Stephon Gilmore has, like, a meek personality. He'll talk the talk when he gets asked, are you the best corner in the league? Hell yeah, I am. But he's not a guy on the field who's clapping his hands in your face. He's not a guy like Jalen Ramsey who's talking himself up, talking the team up, absolutely in the camera's face. He's a meek guy. He gets out there. He does his job, and he gets it done. So now people are finally looking at him because he hasn't been making a lot of noise uh, in front of the cameras. People are finally looking at him and being like, okay, this guy is the defensive MVP this year. And honestly, at this point, if it goes to anybody else, if the season ended today and it went to anybody else, that would be a shame because the guy has been a stud. And he's doing this. You know, Mike mentioned since 2009, there's a cor- it was, there was a corner as a defensive play of the year. The game has changed since 2009. It's even become more offensive. You know, it's easier for wide receivers to get yeah, loose. You can't, you and- can't touch them. You can't touch them, and there, there, there goes to my next point. Gilmore doesn't get flagged for anything. Really? The guy, go, <laughs> he, the guy goes out there. You barely see a pass interference on Gilmore. You barely see a holding call on Gilmore this year, and that just goes to a testament of how great he is. You mentioned Amari Cooper looked like he gave up. That's what I'm talking about. The the studying, like he knows every route you're gonna run. He knows exactly what you're going to do to the point that the receiver doesn't even want to run the route no more. It's like, what am I supposed to do out here? Well, there was there was also the Sports Illustrated article had a ton just about Gilmore, like in the draft and in, in in everything from the start of his career. And he says that Belichick is the smartest coach that he's had. And you can see that once he's he's something that he discussed in it was with the Patriots. He talks about the preparation. He talks about what the team does. He talks about his specific preparation. And now he doesn't have to worry about. He doesn't have to guess with what the receivers do with when he while he's with the Patriots with this new philosophy that he's adopted since coming to New England. He studies the receiver pretty heavily and he knows what this guy's tendencies are. And you can tell. I mean, he looks prepared and he's just the talent level is elite. The talent level is elite, and that's why Bill wanted him. That's why Bill threw a ton of cash at him that I would love to have. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with Marvizan and Mike Molino. Guys, Patriots beat the Cowboys. Very low-scoring game, very boring game, 13-9. I had a little early Thanksgiving yesterday. Uh, Trip to fan kicked my ass. So watching that game at 425, bad, brutal. It was kind of boring, semi-fun to watch, but the offenses just were not that good. So with that, guys, did the Patriots win Sunday's game? Or did the Cowboys lose it? Because 13 to 9, the Cowboys did not really. The Cowboys on offense. Woof. I think a big thing that comes out of that is Ezekiel Elliott. Only 21 carries yesterday. What, what was the conversation we had a couple weeks ago? Running backs. Yeah, the, the, the running backs, if you're gonna if you're gonna find a way to find a weakness in this Patriots defense, you gotta utilize the running backs. And they have one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the NFL. And they yep. didn't utilize in in a wet game, in a wet 
drenched game. You would think with a powerful offensive line, you would think they would just run it up the Patriots' ass. And they really didn't. They really didn't. So, guys, did the Patriots win Sunday's game against the Cowboys, or did Dallas lose that game themselves? Mike, let's start with you. What do you think? Once I woke up in the morning and I looked outside and saw what the weather was looking like, I definitely this gave morning? Dallas. <laughs> Sorry, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. When I looked outside and saw what the weather was looking like, I definitely gave Dallas zero chance to win that game. And I mean, if you look at it, it was there because, you know, the Patriots offense has been sputtering a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And then coming yeah. into the game on Sunday, no door set, no Sanu. Um, Nikhil Harry's only playing in what a second, third game, or whatever the case is. Second, yep. Second game. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a rookie. Edelman's there, of course. If you just take him out the picture, you know who is Brady really throwing to? You know, some people would say the offense was not would be it was nothing to fear on Sunday with the amount of people you had out. Dallas just wasn't gonna win that game against the Patriots. You're playing in Gillette. You're playing in that weather. Something they're not built for. Dallas lost that game, and Patriots won it. If if that's the question, I think you're asking. I think <laughs> both, I feel, both are true. <laughs> uh, yeah, both are true. But I feel as if Patriots weren't gonna let Dallas come into Gillette Stadium in the conditions that they know they battled through and won many games in such conditions. They weren't gonna let Dallas come in there and do that. Dallas, and I think Marv told me this yesterday that he heard. It's the first time Dak Prescott ever played in the rain or something like that. Since 2017. Since 2017. So right there, Dak Prescott is not used to that. Um, I, I always, I'm always i always the one to say that it's tough to come into Gillette and beat the Patriots. I don't care if it's sunny and 75 degrees outside. Especially if you add in elements like Sunday, whether it be rain or snow, snow or cold, you're not going to get it done over the New England Patriots knowing how battle-tested you know, Brady and Belichick are and how Belichick prepares his teams for games similar to Sunday. So that's how I look at it for sure. It was a weird game. I mean, again, it was a boring game, but it was just a weird game. Neither quarterback really had a good game. And I, I just I just expected them to utilize Zeke more. Like, what are you guys doing? He ran like 21 times. That's a lot. Yes, but he's getting 4.1 yards per carry throughout that game. You would think, especially when you're coming down to the goal line and – You've got a fourth down. You would think you're going to go for because if you kick that field goal, Jason Garrett, I know you like to clap a lot, but you got to go for it. You're not going to beat New England with just field goals, even if they've only scored 13 points. All right, Mark, before we jump over to you guys, turkey season is here, and BetOnline.ag wants to celebrate with you during this massive schedule of college and pro football games on tap this Thanksgiving weekend. Follow the action at BetOnline.ag as week 14 of the college season unfolds. The pro schedule is just as packed as Thanksgiving Thursday kicks off week 13. So before this week starts, head over to BetOnline.ag on your computer or your mobile device and join and check out the thousands of ways to bet today. Use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Happy Thanksgiving from BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Marv, what do you think? Did the Cowboys more lose this game on Sunday, or did the Patriots more win this game? <laughs> the Patriots 
<laughs> the way you phrase that's hilarious. <laughs> the Patriots won this game. The the team that was the most prepared won the game, and that was the New England Patriots. They're prepared for this weather. They know exactly what to do when it comes to this weather. We hear about Bill Belichick putting water in the footballs, making it more slippery. You know, you hear about um them training about how to not fumble during weather like this. How many times did the Dallas Cowboys muff a muff a punt or a kick return or whatnot? Because they just it's didn't like know never what seen to rain. do. <laughs> they did not know what to do. So the the well prepared team won the game. That was the New England Patriots. Um, you talk about the run game and how Dallas Cowboys should have ran the ball more. Of course they should have. But at the end of the day, if they ran the ball. 30-plus times this game, they were still going to have to score a touchdown. And with that, you're going to have to move the ball through the air. And the, and the Dallas Cowboys were not able to do that. I think the Patriots were even a little shocked that they didn't run the ball more. And I think they were going to be prepared for Zeke getting a huge workload. And I guess that just wasn't the case. Patriots were able to stop them, made huge stops. Dallas Cowboys are what? The, they went into this game the number one third-down team number in the one, NFL. Yep. And Patriots shut that down with a quickness. I think they went like for two for 13. Don't two quote me 13. on that. Yep. Yeah, was that right? So they went two for 13 in that game. Patriots were well prepared. They knew what to do against the um, against the Cowboys. A lot of people are talking about, oh, the Cowboys, you know, they should have went for it on fourth down, be more aggressive. And, yeah, that's, that's the case to be made. But if you ask me, Nick, Mike, the Patriots would have shut that down too. The Patriots were going to be able to stop that. Stop it right there. And what was, what was gonna the conversation going to be? You need to score touchdowns, and the Patriots do not let up passing touchdowns whatsoever. So it doesn't matter what the Dallas Cowboys could have done in this game. The Patriots were going to beat them. They're the more well-prepared team. They were more well-prepared, but that's kind of why I'm going to give it to the Dallas Cowboys lost the game. Because the Patriots, I mean, in the end, they only put up 13 points. The offense was almost seemingly... Non-existent for a while. The only time that they scored a touchdown was after Matt Slater. Like, the special teams might have won this game because Matt Slater blocked that punt, and that was the only touchdown that the Patriots scored that day is when they got that close from the blocked punt. Right. And you have Tony Pollard in the backfield, too. Is that how you pronounce it, Tony Pollard? Yep. Tony Pollard. You got him back there, too. He only had four carries. I just think with with the mixture of the Patriots not really – or struggling a ton with the run game this year – and then in, in having a running back who's only gotten four carries through the game, I don't know why. I mean, maybe I missed something. Did it get hurt? Like, he only, only having four carries with that offensive line, I don't know why you didn't try to do that more often. And Jason Garrett, he I, <laughs> I hate the way that guy looks. I hate the way he coaches. I hate the way the guy looks. Everything about him. You remember has got to do with it. You don't, I just, Nick, I don't worry, bro. You won't, be, you won't be seeing his face for long. Are we? But we haven't we had this conversation every year. I think this is it. I think this is <laughs> yeah, the year. It better be. Remember that SpongeBob <laughs> episode where Plankton tries to steal the Krabby Patty formula by being in the brain of SpongeBob? I imagine little Jerry Jones being in Jason Garrett's head because that guy is that guy doesn't have a brain. He just sits on the sidelines and he claps and he doesn't have he does. You have to have the balls to go for it when you're that close to the end zone and he just did not do it. That team has too much talent and and going back to the. Just the coaching overall. I mean, you saw Gronk's incoherent rambling on uh, the the at the Fox desk when he was talking about how Bill Belichick and the Patriots like do we prepare? You go outside. Belichick makes it practice in four degrees when it's raining. Jerry Jones comes down. You guys want to practice in the bubble, which is probably true. But Jason Garrett, 
has to that's that, that just all down to coaching. Jason Garrett has to get that team prepared for weather like that, especially when you're coming to uh, coming up to New England because you never know what it's going to be. You got to look at the forecast. It was supposed to rain. It, the, the rain wasn't yeah. a secret. The rain was more than rain in that day. I tell you. Yeah, and Dak Prescott coming out there with no glove at first and then having to switch over to glove, that just shows the non-preparedness of that team. There was just there was a lot there that I thought the Cowboys could have won that game. I thought the Cowboys might have been even the slightly better team. I just thought if they they just needed a touchdown. And that would have what put them at 16 points. That's not a lot, but that's enough to beat the Patriots. And the Patriots were giving them a chance to win that game, and they just couldn't do it. And now credit to the Patriots defense. Absolutely. Patriots defense, elite the best in the NFL. So credit to them for doing that. But I thought they gave the Cowboys the opportunity. The Cowboys, again, third, I mean, Marv, you mentioned the third down offense, the number one third down offense in the league, two for 13. Now the Patriots defense is the number one defense when it comes to third down too. So again, credit to the defense. I just thought the Cowboys had a chance to win that game. I thought they had multiple opportunities to win that game. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Wally, sitting here with Marvazan and Mike Molino. All right, guys, we have now seen two games of Nikhil Harry. So eh, it might be a little underwhelming so far. First round pick coming back off the IR um, from his injury to start the season that he sustained in preseason. Uh, guys, how are we feeling about Nikhil Harry? Do you guys are you guys up on him? Are you down on him? Is it too early to call it? Marvel, start with you. I'm up on Nikhil. I like what I've seen from Nikhil Harry. I was upset with Brady against the uh, the Eagles game was the week was the game before against the Eagle game where he didn't give Nikhil Harry a chance to get the ball. It's like he didn't trust Nikhil. He didn't throw. I didn't. I didn't see him throwing Nikhil Harry in the red zone this week. You saw you saw Brady throw it up to him a couple of times this this week. You saw the touchdown pass that the only touchdown of the game that Nikhil had an acrobatic catch behind the back. He he got it. Yes, he has some drops. One of them was pretty bad on on the on the sideline there, but I'm gonna just chuck it up to the rain. I think Nikhil Harry brings something to this team that we haven't had in a long time. Someone that can go up and go get it, fight for the ball, and he showed the ability to do so. Think in better weather, and once he starts to really get acclimated to the system, him and Brady start to really work on that connection. A lot of good things are to come. I know a lot of people are down. I'm gonna tell everyone to just chill, relax. The Patriots are 10-1 right now, and this kid is only going to get better. I like what I'm seeing from Nikhil Harry, and I'm excited to see what he does going further. He tweeted, I think, today, hey, I'm not satisfied, and I'm just going to you know, rank it up even some more. Um, that's not really the quote that he said, but that's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what I got out of it. I don't remember the exact quote. I mean, we're not we're not in the business to be misquoting people here. Right, right. But listen, that he pretty much said he's not satisfied and he's going to continue to get better. And I I agree, he's going to. And second game, guys, it's just the second game on an offense that is depleted, and he needed to be what the number two option next to Edelman and uh, Jacoby Myers. So I like what I'm seeing from the kill. Yeah, and you know what? You mentioned the Eagles, too, and nothing to do with this. I just wanted to point out the fact that uh, after this weekend, we saw how bad Carson Wentz is a quarterback. At least this season. That guy stinks. Hey, man. They might have they traded the wrong quarterback. <laughs> Nicky Foles. I, that, you, you won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. What, I mean, the, Carson, they believed in Carson Wentz being the future. He's the future. But Yeah, and you know what? That season before he got hurt, too, he was playing great. He was pretty damn good. MVP pretty damn good. 
He was playing great. I had him on my fantasy football team. He was excellent that year. But still, like, this guy won you a Super Bowl. I don't know. Whatever. Not the point of this. Guys, turkey season. It's here, baby. And BetOnline.ag wants to celebrate with you during this massive schedule of college and pro football games on tap for Thanksgiving weekend. Football is back for Thanksgiving. It's a massive, massive time to gamble. Follow the action at betonline.ag as week 14 of the college season unfolds. The pro schedule is just as packed as Thanksgiving Thursday kicks off week 13. So before this week starts, head over to betonline.ag on your computer or your mobile device and check out the thousands of ways to bet today. Use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Guys, it's that easy. If you guys like to gamble, use betonline.ag and use this code. You literally get free money. It's stupid not to do it. Happy Thanksgiving from betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Mike, what do you think? Nikhil Harry, are you up? Are you down on him? How are we feeling? Uh, it's still too early to tell. I know a lot of people, especially when we were doing the post-game show after the game, um, a lot of people chimed in saying, oh, this guy sucks. Oh, he, they, they didn't like what they saw from him. And again, it's too early to tell. You got to think about it. Again, only a second game uh, in his NFL career, and that second game happened to be in some wet and rainy cold conditions like it's not easy for anybody in that type of um in that type of condition but you know he was out there and he made a big play to give the Patriots help the Patriots you know take the lead and the only touchdown uh, only touchdown to help them ultimately win the game so got to give him credit yes he did have a couple uh bad drops out there but I won't sit here sit back and say oh because of those he sucks or he's not what we hope for like it's only his second game. He seems like the type, you know, I I, I saw the quote or the, something from that he said that Marv was trying to quote there. And uh, like Marv said, he said something about, you know, he's only getting started. You know, he's barely scratched the surface of something. Scratched the surface. I think that's the word I was looking <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, he barely scratched the surface. I think that's what he said, something like that. And <laughs> I'm, then, I'm looking for it. Me yeah, too. Yeah, look too. that up, Nick, so you we, we don't sound like complete dummies here. Um, And then Brady came out too. I think on W E E I and and just you know saying his praises as well in type in, in in terms of like the work that he's putting in and whatnot. So you know this team has hope for in him. I think Brady slowly but surely will continue to trust him. Um, you know somebody he has to work with, someone that's going to be there, and he's a target. He's a huge target down the field. I scratch think the surface was not used. So sorry. You didn't, you didn't say scratch the surface. No. Okay. <laughs> Guys, look, um, again, we're not in the business to, mis- to misquote people here. He wants to get better at football. <laughs> he does. He certainly doesn't want to get worse. He wants to get he better said, at football. He said, I won't allow myself to be even a little bit satisfied. He said, a little bit satisfied. I'm hungrier now more than ever with the 100 emoji. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's what I was saying. Either way, I chalk, <laughs> chalk it up as he wants to continue to get better. So I think um, – as time goes on, as he continues to get comfortable in the system with Brady, it'll only go. It can only go up here from Nick Hillary. Let's hope that you know the injury and injuries in general are behind him, and he can stay on the field and become a reliable target, especially as this team moves forward and looks towards the postseason. You know, to have that option out there next to Edelman, next to Sanu, uh, next to Dorsett. You know, you have to trust and have faith that Nikhil Harry will make some plays similar to. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell a couple seasons ago when he he was a big part of the Patriots offense. Um, let's hope that that's Nikhil Harry as well. 
Yeah, and so the thing is with the expectations around him, he's people, Patriots fans, everybody, people don't, the, the expectations are always way too high, especially with the first round pick. I mean, remember, this guy's coming off of an IR stint. Like, he is not, it's not like he's been playing all season long and all of a sudden, like, we're at week 12 and he's struggling and he can't get it done. This is only game two for him. Now, he's only had debut against Philly, three receptions on four targets, 18 yards. He only had one catch yesterday on four targets. That one catch was the touchdown. There was also a dropped pass, which I think a lot of people are honing in on because it wasn't a bad throw by Brady. It was actually a beautiful throw by Brady, that catch on the sideline that bounced right off of Nikhil Harry's chest. I think a lot of people are honing in on that. Personally, I am a little underwhelmed. Again, only because that's probably because my expectation was way too high for him. He's a first-round pick, and I know I'm being stupid about it because he's a first-round pick, missed the entire season so far. But I wanted to see some more, and maybe we'll get that more too. I think something else that's kind of hampering him right now is he hasn't really been around a receiving core that has been fully healthy yet. Even with Edelman right now, Edelman's got a bum shoulder. He's trying to fight through. And then he's sitting next to Jacoby Myers and, uh, I mean, <laughs> nobody else. Even Gunner's gone. So they're waiting on Sanu to come back and they're waiting for Philip Dorsett to come back. That'll at least take the attention off of him. And hopefully he can, he can develop more as we go through the season. Now, one other slight issue that was noticeable yesterday. Um, Philly, maybe not so much, but yesterday, especially uh, Sunday's game against Dallas, there was no separation, which I know that's really not his thing. That's never been his thing. All the scouting reports, a lot of scouting reports pre-draft said that he's got an issue with separation. His game is the jump ball. So as long as Brady can do that with him, as long as they can be yeah. successful at that aspect of the game, then yeah, then that's going to be, then he's going to be a successful draft pick. But if he, he, he's got to get some sort of separation if he's not going to be able to do that. Because separation was a big problem yesterday. He'll continue to develop. Once again, you're talking about no Philip Dorsett in the game, no Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. It was easy for the defense to own in on a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, and like, did did I expect him to come out come out hot out of the gates? No, but I I expected more than four receptions so far through the first two weeks, which again just might be my stupid expectations. Uh, but I expected a little bit more out of that. All right, guys, that was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Nick Qualia, Marvizan, and Mike Molino. Guys, don't forget, I was in the chat yesterday of the CLNS Media Patriots postgame show. Make sure you guys go in there every week. Watch the show. Mike and Marv host it. Comment on Marv's hair. That's a big thing in that chat. Again, <laughs> Nick Qualia, Marvizan, Mike Molino. We're going to be back next week for another set of the CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll talk to you then.